Welcome to Spiritual Grit, the podcast where we talk real talk about spirituality through the lens of activism and social justice. What happens when activism and spiritual practices collide? What sparks of change call for the grit we need to create meaningful strides in social justice? I'm your host, Leslie Ann Hobayan, poet, priestess, activist, professor, hip-hop dancer, and badass mama. Join me as we dive in to learn more about our deepest selves so that we can be better ancestors to create a stellar world for our descendants. Grab your dancing shoes and let's get groovy with the grit right now. Hello loves, welcome to another episode of Spiritual Grit. How are you on this beautiful, beautiful day? Uh, I hope wherever you are, you're feeling fantastic, at least in the fact that you can breathe in and breathe out. Or at the very least, you've got ears to hear my voice. So let me begin today's episode with a card from the Lightseer's Tarot deck. Um, and we will be off. Dun, dun, dun. Today's card is the Ace of Cups. And um, it comes to us reversed, which means we're going to take a look at the shadow side of this card. But before we dive into that, I just want to describe the artwork of the card. Um, it is a bowl in the middle of the card with a an image of a red heart in the middle of the bowl radiating out. And uh, there's a woman standing in the background. Her two hands are on either side of the bowl, uh, almost in prayer position. And the bowl is between the hands and it just looks fantastic. Now, uh, if you recall, the suit of cups is associated with emotions. Um, so here is what the guidebook says. Um, I'm going to skip the light seer side because it does come to us reverse. So the shadow side, a time to nurture more self-love, making sure you are not repressing your emotions and opening up to the possibility of love. <laughs> so interesting that this one comes forward. Okay. So let's see what the guidebook says. An extremely positive message of vibrant beginnings. The ace of cups marks the genesis of relationships um, emotional connections and deep feelings of love and friendship. Your emotions are powerful magic. Don't you forget it, my friends. Cultivate your ability to call on expansive, optimistic, and profoundly radiant feelings. And consciously send your heart waves out into the world. They will become powerful beacons for awakening new adventures, romance, and the effusive joy that you're calling into your life. Your capacity for love is expanding. So check in and make sure you are not repressing your ability to connect with others as a result of being overly protective. Hmm, isn't that interesting? Mindfully extend the love you feel to your own heart as well. Forgive yourself for past mistakes and find a, found a fountainhead for healing. With copious amounts of self-acceptance, get ready to expand. Exciting affinities are emerging and it's time to open up and you give, oh, wait, hold on. It's time to open up and you give yourself permission to deepen your kinship with the life around you. 
I have no idea why I'm having a hard time reading today. Um, and then the mantra is, my heart is open and filled with love. So I want to, I'm laughing of the timing of this card because we are in, we are experiencing certain astrologies that are very nurturing. Venus is doing some interesting things. Um, if you listen to Chenny Nicholas, she explains it better than I do. But uh, sat, um, Venus is is in her Kazemi, <laughs> which means that she's in relationship. I think it's a conjunction to the sun. And this is just creating some lovely energy for creating beauty, for creating um new friendships, for nurturing old friendships, for expanding love um, to self and others. It's just really like soft, lovely energy this week. Um, and so it's it cracks me up that this card comes to us, but also it comes reversed because it's an indication that some of us might be protecting ourselves, keeping ourselves safe because we had been hurt by others before. And so History will teach us as humans that we don't want to repeat the same thing because we will get the same result, right? But the, the, the problem with this is that we close ourselves off to other possibilities. So, for example, um, you know, I am thinking about how people are asking me if I have started playing the field, we'll say. <laughs> I don't generally like to talk about my personal life um, outside of my kids uh, when it, you know, on the show, but it's just the this card, I can't not relate it to, to what's going on. Nothing, well, just for the record, nothing's going on in my life, but romantically speaking, but people have been asking me about that. And it's been interesting because I'm like, no, I'm really not interested in, you know, going out there and meeting people. Because to be honest with you, I'm really not interested in going out and meeting people. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's not 100% true because I just went on a trip to Utah with a bunch of strangers and met people and became friends with them and, you know, soul family with them. So I guess my idea of meeting people is different from what most people do. If I want to meet people, I'm just going to go take a leap into the unknown and go camp in the wilderness off grid for eight days, you know? Yeah, just so that's what everyone else does, right? <laughs> but um, when people are asking me about, you know, now that you've finalized your divorce and you're single again, are you going to go out and, you know, meet somebody, you know, like, and they give like the winking, like, hey, you're going to go out and date people, you're going to, what app are you going to use, you know, all this other stuff. And I'm just kind of like, uh, yeah, no, that's not really for me. <laughs> but what's interesting is with, with this card coming forward, it's, it's forcing me to really examine that decision that I've made, like, okay, so why don't I want to go out into the dating world? Well, I mean, do I have to really answer that one? <laughs> um, it's just a wild jungle out there, isn't it? But the question is really, why am I not going out there? I, Of course, yeah, I'm making excuses. I'm saying things like, you know, there's nobody good out there. I mean, these are not the things that I'm actually saying. These are just like the the thoughts and beliefs that most people have. I'm just speaking for like general public. 
to say, oh, you know, I'll never find the guy or the girl, you know, there's nobody out there for me, blah, 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 like the whole woe is me thing, right? But it really is a defense mechanism. It really is a protective reflex to protect oneself, one's heart from getting hurt again. And so for me, it's like, well, am I closing myself off from possible experiences with romance? I mean, I'm not going to say love. I mean, it could just be like, you know, like flirty, flirty things or whatever. Um, I don't know. I don't know. So that's why this card, I just love how this card came forward because it's, it's forcing me to really take a closer look at what decisions I've made, what I've made my mind up about and saying, hey, are you really just going to hang out in your cocoon and be all spiritual? Or are you going to go out and be a human being and go have experiences? You know, <laughs> okay, I'm not going to be so hard on myself because I did go out and have experiences in Utah. And if you recall, it was freaking fantastic. So I'm teaching my heart that it is okay to go out and be out in the world and be with people. Um, but the whole dating thing, that's like, that's a, that's like going out with intention to make a connection with somebody beyond just relationship like th there's feelings and stuff maybe if I just went out and just was like hey you know let's just go out and meet people I don't know yeah I don't know I'm gonna take a look at that okay <laughs> but that brings me to the topic that I was thinking about for this episode today is you know I talk about a, a lot about spirituality a lot about expansion personal development all these things and and in particular I talk about awareness and I'm always bringing it back to self-awareness you know like we take time to reflect on what we are doing on how we are thinking what beliefs we hold how we make our decisions right it's, it's creating that space between us as the human, you know, having the human experience and the spirit self observing the human self having these experiences. And so someone might be thinking, well, that's great and all, but what's the point? Like, can't we just have our human experience? Like, why do we need to have self-awareness? Why do we need to, you know, ask ourselves, okay, why am I doing this? Like, is this really me protecting myself from, you know, getting hurt again by deciding not to go out into the dating world? Or is there something else? You know, so it's, it's this constant self-inquiry. And some people might be like, well, what's the point of that? You know, like, can I just live my life? Yeah, you can live your life. But I feel that with self inquiry, with self awareness, you can have that much, a much, uh, I can't even talk a much richer experience of this life. So for example, what if you just went through the motions? I mean, a lot of us do that already, right? You get up, you get ready for your day, you do whatever your day routine is, whether you're a student, you go to school, you are in the workforce, you go to work, you're a parent, you go take your kids, whatever. Everyone has like that sort of automatic autopilot routine, right? And we go through that day in, day out. Eventually, your spirit self, your soul is going to be like, all right, girl, this is like boring. 
we got to do something. We didn't choose to be born here just to do the same thing over and over and over and over again. So what are we doing exactly? And what happens is that the, the soul self that is inside the human body, having the human experience, starts to get restless. And then your body starts to feel like, ooh, things are a little uncomfortable. Your energy alignment starts to shift a little bit where you're like, okay, I don't like playing basketball anymore. I actually want to go swimming. Like I want to be a swimmer or I don't even like swimming. I want to go do yoga. I don't like yoga anymore. You know, I want to go dance some hip hop. What is that about? It's your soul going out and exploring everything. This life, this earth is a playground for us to explore, to better understand who we are at our core identity, to create opportunities for expansion. The universe, scientifically, they've, they've talked about it already. The universe is expanding, okay? The universe is energy. We are energy. We are part of the universe. We are actually the universe. We are a microcosm, a little part of the universe. And it's just totally mind-boggling. So if the universe is expanding, then that means there are some people who are also expanding, which if you think about it, is pretty cool. So for the rest of us who are not expanding, it's going to start to feel uncomfortable because we're not expanding with the rest of the universe. And you're like, ooh, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't fit right. Why? Like, I used to love coffee. Now, I really don't like it. Like, what is that about? You ever get that? You know, so for me, for example, a few years ago, it was like a light switch. All of a sudden, my body rejected alcohol. It was the weirdest thing. And I was like, really? We don't like alcohol? Like, I'm talking to my body. I'm like, really? We don't like, ah, I don't believe it. So I drank, um, I think I had a beer or something. And I was drinking. And I was like, oh, my God, this tastes disgusting. Like my body, my taste buds rejected it. My body was like, oh, uh-uh, girl, we are not drinking that. And it was like my favorite beer just the day before. I'm like, what is happening? So then I was like, all right, maybe it's just a fluke. Maybe I'm just not feeling well. I'm not feeling myself. Whatever. I'll try, you know, try again. Following week, did the same thing. Nope. Body was like, we are not having beer. I was like, really? I was like, all right, fine. What about the martinis? Let's go have a martini. Oh my God. I had like one sip. And I wanted to throw up. I was like, what is happening to me? It was so crazy. So to this day, I don't drink alcohol because my body's like, uh-uh, we're not having it. And I'm like, okay, I guess we're not having it. Um, but I go through cycles with coffee. You know, there are times where coffee's like good and coffee is just not good or we don't like it. And so I sometimes I drink it all the time. And then there are times where I just like go cold turkey, no coffee for months. It's like, okay, that's how it is. But this is our soul, our spirit selves having our human experiences and expanding, expanding who we are at our essence. So self-awareness helps us to understand what this expansion is. It helps us to remember why we came to be born in this body, in this time, on this planet, you know, because we could have stayed up hanging out with Source. Be like, hey, you know what? I just, I just like it up here. It's kind of nice. No, we were all like, yo, I want to go down there. 
to planet Earth and I want to go have fun. I want to go play and experiment. And yeah, I know I'm going to forget all that, but whatever, let's go. I got to learn some lessons. And so self-awareness is this practice of remembering, of remembering who you are at your core essence and then connecting with that and being aware of your purpose in life, of expanding through whatever it is that you're being called to do. Now, people talk about life purpose a lot, you know. I will say, let me let me just pause there for life purpose and, and pull over to the side for a second. If you notice, there has been an increase in content, both in terms of social media, in terms of podcasts, media in general, about spirituality, about awakening, about meditation, about awareness, self-awareness, like all this magical stuff. You know, I call it magic. Um, Magic is also something that keeps coming up, which I think is wonderful. You know, astrology, everyone's like all crazy about astrology and human design, like all these crazy things that at one, one time were esoteric. And now more and more people are digging into this, you know, past life regressions, reading the Akashic records. These are all esoteric practices where people were like, what the heck is that? Uh-uh, I'm not doing that. But now everyone's like, oh, sign me up. I'm curious about that. What is that about? Let me see. Let me dig in. And, you know, maybe that's just my perception. Maybe it's just the people around me that are into this. And y'all who are listening are like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> that's okay. Maybe you could go search it up now and find out what the heck is an Akashic record, A-K-A-S-H-I-C, Akashic record. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. I have to spell it, like write it out to spell it out. Um, But the reason this is happening, where it feels like everywhere you turn, there's a manifestation coach or like some spiritual teacher or whatever it is, is because collectively the vibration of the planet and the people on it are moving into a higher frequency. And as we move into a higher frequency, we need that self-awareness to figure out how to keep ourselves grounded in ways that feel good rather than, oh my God, I'm going crazy. Why do I feel so off? Why do I feel ungrounded? Why do I feel like I'm not quite myself? Vibrationally speaking, as a collective, the frequency is rising. And if you don't believe me, you can go ask the scientists who are measuring the frequency of the planet, both in terms of people and earth, like everything is energy. We are energy. I mean, if you think about the atoms in our bodies, You think about the nucleus, which is made of the protons and the neutrons, right? And then you think of the electrons that orbit the nucleus. The orbit of the electrons around the nucleus creates a vibration. So everything is vibration. Energy does not die. Energy does not die. They teach that in biology in middle school. Okay, this is a scientific fact. So energy doesn't die. Where does it go? When a person dies, where does the energy go? That's a question that a lot of us ask. And everyone has their own belief about it. And there are no wrong beliefs. Whatever you need to believe in order to make sense of things is what works for you. And it's what's in alignment for you. For me, I believe that that energy, the soul, rises 
leaves the body and says, hey, all right, we played in this life. We played in this body. We learned the lessons that we needed to. We expanded. We kind of outgrew the body. So now we need to leave it because our time is done and we're going to go back to source. We'll hang out with source for a little bit. I mean, you know, Catholics call that heaven. Um, (laughs) Yogis call it like the different levels of heaven i forgot it's been so long since i've thought of that um but they've got like different levels it's crazy um and then after a little bit of time hanging out with source we choose again to come back and do it again we choose to incarnate in a different life in a different circumstance maybe the same circumstance to go learn the same lessons but the idea is to expand And we keep expanding and keep expanding. And then we just feel amazing and in bliss when we find that sweet spot, when we find alignment. And so, yes, you might hear rain while I'm recording this podcast. So pardon that. I don't have my proper microphone equipment, but maybe it'll provide some nice background music for (laughs) y'all. But so as the collective frequency begins to rise we we all need to adjust to that or else we are just super uncomfortable so that's why a lot of us are searching for our life's purpose because our life's purpose that thing that feels like our calling is the thing that keeps us energetically aligned right and so you know the the misperception is that our purpose is only one thing for this lifetime, you know? So for example, like when I was in, I don't know if it was my high school years, college years, whatever, I was already thinking like, what's my purpose? What's my life purpose? Like, what am I going to be when I grow up? And when I was in college, I was like, Ooh, I'm going to be a poet. I'm a poet. That's my calling. It's a vocation. It felt like a vocation. It still does. But what I have come to understand over the years in just, growing older, but also in my spiritual evolution, is that my purpose can also change and evolve with me as a human being. So right now I'm in at this crossroads of like, I don't know, I am a poet, but is that is that my purpose? It doesn't feel quite as fulfilling as it used to. I feel like it's changing and evolving and morphing to something else. I don't know yet what it is, but I do know that it has something to do with music. Like there's music somewhere coming into my orbit. It could be sacred song. It could be rock song. I don't know. I just know that singing is involved somewhere. Poetry is involved somewhere. And that stuff lights me up. So I'm going to go check it out, see what happens. If that's my life purpose now, cool. Love it. As long as I feel aligned, as long as my body feels good, my vibration feels like it's in flow. There isn't like a crunching energy in my body, which is what stress does. It like you, you start to hunch over and crunch and be like, you know, I mean, that's natural to respond to stressful situations, but can you create a life where those situations are less frequent? Yes, we live in a world where there's constant stimulus coming at us, but we are ultimately in charge of our choices in how we respond to that external stimuli, right? So we could be stressed or we can allow. We can be stressed about a test or we can trust that we have the knowledge 
that we need in order to pass that test. I mean, that's a very simplistic thing. I was just thinking about my oldest who is um, in the midst of like high stress fall, you know, of senior year between like harder classes, trying to keep your grades up and college application process. That's a lot of things happening, plus her extracurricular activities, right? There's a lot of things happening, a lot of juggling. Um, And yeah, she gets stressed. But, and I think it's because she's a double Libra, (laughs) Libra sun, Libra rising, um, Virgo moon, (laughs) very interesting astrology. Um, She, yeah, she gets stressed, but she also figures out how to go with the flow. And it's very, it's a very subconscious thing. She doesn't intentionally like sit back and be chill and be like, yeah, I'm just going to flow with it. No, 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 no. This is very much a subconscious thing. She'll get stressed about stuff. But then somehow it gets done somehow. Yeah, she has her little breakdowns and stuff. I mean, she's a teenager, you know, it comes with the territory. But for the most part, I think she's she's coping very well, considering other teenagers that I've seen at this kind of crossroads, this time in their lives. Um, So can you choose how you respond to anything outside of yourself? The answer is yes. But do you remember that you have that power? Right? And so that's where self-awareness comes in. Self-awareness is this practice of remembering, this practice of remembering that you have power, that you have the power of choice, that you have the power to voice your opinion, your thoughts, your belief. You have the choice to love to love unconditionally. The self-awareness allows for you to remember that we're all in this together. And so I want you to remember that all of these teachings I'm offering on this podcast are to help you build self-awareness so that you can live a happier life so that you can feel more aligned in your body, in the life that you are creating with intention. Maybe your life isn't your dream life right now. It takes a while for your, for the external to catch up with the internal. So keep working on the internal, keep cultivating the life that you want within you. And then you will watch the magic of the universe line up to create the thing that you want. I'm telling you guys, it's, I mean, it's freaking magic. Like I didn't even know that I wanted to go to Utah, but that trip was everything that I needed and wanted to expand. No joke. It was, I'm like, I'm getting all high vibe just thinking about it, just talking to you guys right now. (laughs) So yes, start with self-awareness. Self-awareness, meditation is a practice in self-awareness. Remember that you have choices. Choose how you respond to the external. Choose how you respond to the things that are out of your control. Choose the things that are in your that are in your control to be in alignment with who you are at your essence, not with what other people expect of you. Stay true to yourself. The Satnam, right? Kundalini Yoga tradition. Satnam, truth is my essence. Truth is my name. Hold that close to you. So that when you make your decisions, you can always come back to that satnam. All right, my friends, 
Yay. All right. So that is what I want to share with you today. Um, And so I'm going to close it out with one of my own poems. Isn't that exciting? Because get this, get this, get this. I have a little book of poems. It's a little slim novel that is available for pre-order right now. I'm so excited for it. It's called Divorce Papers, A Slow Burn. And it's available at finishinglinepress.com. And the, the slug is very long. It's like slash divorce papers, a slow burn by Leslie Ann Hobine, all hyphens between each word. So just go to Finishing Line Press, search up my name. There's the book. You want to buy it. It's freaking awesome, if I do say so myself. Um, but I am going to close this episode with uh, one of my own poems because it does relate to some of the teachings of the Kundalini yoga tradition, um, because I use Satnam, I was like, oh yes, you know, one of the teachings from that tradition is a call for us to be the lighthouse for others. And so this poem, it's a little, it's a little guy, little poem, it's called Be the Lighthouse. What magic lives inside me? The sparkle of earth fairies, working in the tunnels of my body shifting muscle and fascia, loosening blocks, massaging stiffness, bones rearranging themselves cell by cell to redesign a new way of holding the light like a beacon. (laughs) All right, my friends. I hope you have a fantastic, a fantastic week. And I will close the episode like I always do. The divine light in me bows to the divine light in you. Until next time, namaste. If you're feeling like fighting the good fight is bringing you down and hope is starting to fade, grab my free seven-day meditative challenge, spark joy in chaos by signing up for my newsletter which will be more light to your inbox go to suryagian.com slash subscribe